Welcome back to Text Before Calling. This is your host, uh, Sean Faw, and uh, we have Eric, the Wheelman Wheeler, with us as well. Live from Nasty Studios. <laughs> it's the Fawcast Studios. Good one, Sean. Yeah. No matter, well, I suppose nicknames can't be self-applied, so you can't really unapply anyways. Well, I was actually thinking about a nickname for myself today. Because, you know, people always, um, they pronounce BTW, BT dubs. Mm. Well, whenever I sign forms at work, I have to sign an ETW because there's other EWs at work. Gotcha. So I thought about telling people to call me ET dubs. ET dubs. Yeah, like my minions mm. who have to do what I say. Yeah. Like, this is my nickname. It's fun. <laughs> you are powerful enough to inst- or to force that nickname. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The slave driving wheeler that I th- he is. I think fun is what other people tell you to do. That's mm. my definition of fun. So you are a com, or that's more of a uh, uh, what? Uh, to- no, that's yeah. There's some. What am I? Tell me what I am, Sean. An asshole. There. <laughs> but you know, this asshole contains multitudes. Yeah. No, um, Sean. Don't you know what a a radio persona is? Don't you know what a performance is? You piece I'm, of shit. I, I'm the real fa. I'm always the real fa. Keep going. All other fa's be just imitating. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still covered under parody law? I hope so. Well, me too. Eminem's going to. He's litigious son of a bitch, I'm sure. All right, Sean. So as we said pre-show, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you lead this one. Oh, that's right. I'm and, supposed to and be this, like. This will be uh, like Moses going in circles in the <laughs> desert for 40 years. That's... We'll go some leader. Oh, Jesus, God. Why you got to throw this stuff at me at the end? And then you'll. I'll, a lot of things to talk about. You'll see me walking into Canaan, enjo- rolling in the milk and honey. Is that when I only see the one set of footsteps and the milk when you and were honeys. carrying me the whole time? No, that dude came a little later. Oh, right on. Um, oh, yeah, different book, too. Um, They're both good books. <laughs> They're both solid. Uh, did you, a lot you, of good reference material. Since we're on that, did you listen to the uh, religious episode with of course, uh, D. Yeah, Sprouls? Yeah. Uh, any uh, any feedback or any thoughts on that? Since Sur- uh, surprisingly non fetid, non fetid. I'm not even sure what that means. Not terrible. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it was compelling, and it's you was know, that it's, Yiddish. No, I think that's English. Oh, okay. I'm just not that smart. Mm-hmm. Is that the tone of racism? <laughs> uh, no, I I want you to press him a little more, though, because uh, I was very compelled when he was talking about, you know, coming back to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned um, it, it was like this hipster affectation, which I thought was uncharacteristically funny coming from you. <laughs> I'm not normally funny. <laughs> uh, but I, I kind of wanted to know, like, because he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't really, like, belong to any one sect of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's like, okay, like, that's fine. Yeah. But what do you believe? Yeah, yeah. So then what type of Christian are you? Yeah, because I, I have friends who are very atypical Christians, mm-hmm. and they I have people who, are, who call themselves Christians who don't believe that Jesus was resurrected. Like, mm-hmm. and Mormons? No, no, no. Um, but just like, and I wouldn't call myself Christian. I was raised Christian, but I can even roll with that. The idea of like, Jesus was a real person, which I believe is true. And he said this shit or most of it anyway, mm. whatever was attributed to him. To yeah, he said things, the general gist of it along the same <laughs> lines and was crucified. Yeah. And that to me is enough. Like mm. the, the whole resurrection magic show shit, I yeah. think is irrelevant because mm. that's for people going back to our earlier episode, keeping up with the Cardassians, look it up. Um, <laughs> Like it's like Sanj. It's a podcast. Look it up. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's like for people who 
Revelations is all about vengeance. It's all mm-hmm. about payback. Sure. Like that was the selling point. Like, hey, you should be a Christian. Why? Because you'll forgive people. Why? Because you should. Why? Like your enemies. Why? Why would I do that? Like, yeah. why would I want to help poor people and forgive my enemies and do all this shit that sounds terrible and boring? Because right. otherwise there's lakes of fire. Yeah. It's like, well, if you don't, then yeah. something really bad happens. <laughs> and people are like, oh, shit. And what about my enemies? God will smite them. Yeah. He'll, like, they'll lose. You'll win. Okay, this is a pretty good deal. Like, without that, I think it's a much better system. Well, without that, system. it's Judaism, isn't it? Um, no, kind of. No, not really. Because Judaism, I mean, Jesus isn't part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judaism is just about your relationship to God. And in Judaism, there's no such thing as sin, really. There's yeah, just yeah. being away from God. Hmm. And that's the true, like, anguish is that... Right, right. But that's more of, like, an inner turmoil, pain exactly. of, like, being the, some sort of right, uh, there's not codependent some, relationship absence right. thing. There's not a devil sticking a hot coal in your ass. Right, right. It's just like, oh, I'm away from the source of joy and light and creation and I'm alone. So it's like the carrot and the stick. The, uh, the Judaism is the carrot and the Christianity is the stick. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you completely misrepresented what I just said. Um, no, but I, I am curious to know these sprawls. You're welcome to come on the show. Um, within the next few months, I feel like we've had a lot of these sprawls lately. We need to parcel it out. No, but we gotta I would get li- to some of our other listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to the other, uh, other two guys. They've been on the waiting list for a while. Joe from Minnesota, we are coming for you. Um, but I would like to hear his thoughts on that because I don't know. I just didn't know what that meant. Yeah, yeah. Like when he said, I'm a Christian, but I don't belong to the, one of the major sects. I can accept this, but I need to know more <laughs> before I file the paperwork. You said you were you were religious at some point? Or? I was very religious growing up. I went to, similar to our old pal Darren S., um, I went to church every Sunday until I was about 18 years old. Oh, really? I was very involved. Hmm. I was, I was a, a, and good, a true believer all that through, oh, definitely, all through that time. Definitely, yeah. And what, uh, I worried about my immortal soul. I, I, I fretted about heaven and hell. What broke your, uh, your relationship? No, it's, it wasn't, I wish there was some big dramatic moment. I, yeah. I have no story. It's just. No one touched you. It, I wish I was, I was begging. <laughs> Still be a Christian. I was praying. <laughs> please, please let her touch me. Please, please let the hot choir director touch me. Um, but uh, no, it was just sort of like a lot of like human relationships where you just kind of drift apart. Mm. And at a certain point, it doesn't seem real. Like the ideas behind it, the mentality, the philosophy I still subscribe to. And even to this day, you can roll with a lot of that stuff. Mm. But the like the magical element of it or the revenge element, the Charles yeah. Bronson element of it. I the, can, the I don't, Santa Claus. Well, no, I mean the, the thing of him being resurrected and floating up to heaven and like, that's just silly. Like that's for children, but well, that's the, just adaptations of other religions and yeah, trying to bring them into the fold. Essentially. Yeah. It's like a nice little narrative button. Like yeah, yeah. it's not literally real. Um, and then I really don't like the book of revelations and the, you know, uh, Basically, everything I don't like about Christianity boils down to that book and people mm-hmm. prognosticating about like, oh, well, you know, in Revelations, it says that this person will rule the world and there'll be all these calamities and then the Antichrist will rise and then mm-hmm. the world will be wiped out and then Jesus will come and he'll fix everything. And it's, I forget the exact quote, but someone talked about, you know, all complex societies had this vision of an idyllic past where everything was simple and clean and good. And then there was this fall and that things are so complicated and so bad and so polluted now that there has to be a cleansing fire to wipe mm-hmm. it all out and then we'll start again. Order from chaos. 
Well, I, I think it's just people get overwhelmed. And of course, if you go back to 1759, they'll have the same thoughts about, you know, the 13th century. Like, oh, it was so much mm. simpler back then. Like, life was complex in 1759. Yeah, you just remember the good stuff. Well, we just we just kind of get the cliff notes. We get the highlights yeah. of it. Like, you know, people talk about the founding fathers and how they, you know, drafted the Constitution as if it was some clean narrative. Mm. And there was a lot of human bickering. And oh, if you yeah, look yeah. at the Constitution, it is an imperfect document. It's certainly conflicted in parts. You know, they describe black people as property. <laughs> like that's in this document that people hold as if it's some holy script. I'd classify that as a conflict. Yes, <laughs> as a compromise, as a mistake. Um, but it's in there. And that's why whenever people talk about the founding fathers as if they're like religious figures, mm -hmm. I'm like, they were smart men yeah. trying their best. And like, we don't have to be beholden to them. If we want to turn our society into a depraved sex hole <laughs> hellscape, we can do it. It's a democracy. We can do whatever we want. We don't have to do what some old fuddy-duddies from 300 years ago wanted. It's our country, not theirs. They're dead. They are, if they're anywhere, they're rotting in hell. They all own <laughs> slaves. Yes, but they did come up with a, a rather decent structure. It's a good framework. And, you know. Uh, but what I'm saying is, I think it's important to, to recognize that we can even change that if we want to. Yeah, yeah. It, it's within our power. We can, I'm not saying we rewrite the Constitution, but we can. It doesn't hold some mystical power over us. It's not an amulet that's going to melt your face off if you touch it. Totally. But uh, I mean, as I said on the other show, that yeah, I just think it's it's a, a horrible time to do that. I think they, if we were to try and make those changes, the wrong people. But then again, that's always going to I be I feel like the, that's whenever you ask for a raise at a job, like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a bad time. It's yeah, always it's a bad time. <laughs> they never want to pay you more money. Um, so true. But uh, a, a quote I think about a lot, I fucking wish I could uh, remember the guy's name to actually appear to be an educated person for once. Give me liberty or give me death. Nope, not that fucker. <laughs> uh, some French painting jagoff. Yeah. Um, who, this is a quote I think about Michelangelo. a lot. Michelangelo. Yes. <laughs> From 20th century France, Michelangelo, born in Nice, mm. uh, raised in Burgundy. Uh, no, but this guy said, um, the golden age has not passed. It lies in the future. Mm. And that to me is something that if it's not true, I kind of don't want to be alive. Like oh. if if we have nothing to look forward to, if it's just a downward slope, if it's just rolling downhill from here and we're in a state of perpetual decline, then what's the point of anything? Like if you can never re reclaim the glory of whatever you think, you know, 1961, 1805, whatever you think the peak of civilization was, the Renaissance, like if you think that's it and we'll never equal it, let alone better it, like that's horribly, that's like a crushing weight of yeah. depression on me. The best time to be alive is always now. Regardless, yeah, I think we've talked about this, but people always say like, you know, what time, like if you could time travel, where would you go? And people say, oh, I'd go back to, you know, uh, 1930s Paris, or I'd go to the beginning of time or whatever. And I always say, I'd go a trillion years in the future. Yeah. yeah. Cause who gives a shit about the past? It's boring. It's old. Like I know, I know what direction it's going in. Like here's mud. <laughs> and then later we invent a wheel and we drive through it. Um, but I want to know what happens to humans or whatever the hell we invent millions and billions and trillions of years from now and where this all goes. Maybe it goes to nothing. Maybe I go a trillion years in the future and all the universe is compressed into um, a little nickel. I would like to see a time lapse from the beginning, but I don't know that it, uh, exploring the 
past would really be beneficial. The point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we could confirm some things. We could find out, you know, some truths that are questionable, but beyond furthering science, I guess it's, uh, yeah, the future is way more interesting. Um, Even though Back to the Future 2 was the worst in the series, it's... uh, Are you a Back to the Future (laughs) 3 apologist? (laughs) Um, Well, it's uh, one, three, then two, certainly. Three is definitely better than two. I didn't think you were going to say three was the best. That would be amazing, though. (laughs) No. If you thought that three is where it peaked, (laughs) then you'd be an an even more optimistic man than I am. No, they are uh, definitely the the lesser by far. Um, You know, uh, number one is almost a perfect movie. Like, there's really... uh, you know, very few flaws in it. But then when you start tacking on two and three, it's just, you know, they were both written in the same year and just pushed out. Like it's yeah. Ridiculous. Do you think perfection is the highest aim of all art? Do you think it's more important to be perfect or is it more important to be moving, Um, interesting, unusual? Like what, what is it about a film or well, not music, of course, because music's <laughs> terrible, but film or literature or whatever kind of experience. Is it perfection, like lack of flaws that attracts you? Yeah, no, no I, I mean, I use that term perfect movie mainly because— I don't disagree with you. That's a very tight screenplay. Yeah, but, but, um, but that doesn't define why I like it. You know, right. that um, it's it's certainly nostalgia. Um, uh-huh. You know, that movie came out when I was like five, six years old. So, sure. you know, that's definitely going to be part of my vernacular. But um, just the— uh, the entire story structure, everything like it, that movie has changed as I've gotten older and understood what was going on even more. Like now when I watch that, the scene with him making out with his mom in the car has a quite a different context than when I was five years old. Yeah. Cause it like, was hot as hell when you were five. Well, yeah. And now it's even hotter, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the, the eroticism has ripened. Right. Right. And yeah. like, you know, the, um, uh, like an old plum. Yeah. I didn't know what a reefer addict was um you know that's it is amazing when you watch especially when i was a kid and i'd watch films about anyone older than like adults meaning anyone from like 15 Mm -hmm. or older and you watch them in films and even if they act ridiculous and totally unrealistic as a child i thought like oh this is how adults act certainly like that's how the world works Mm -hmm. so i'd watch like true lies and be like oh this is just an adult relationship. Yeah. And this is what adults do for work. And this is what they do for pleasure. And this is what they do when they're having a marital conflict. They <laughs> recruit each other to be secret agents and they fly, you know, Harrier jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've said it before, maybe not in this show, but Lethal Weapon 2 taught me to shave. Lethal Weapon 2 <laughs> may be popping up again in our future. I can't seem to get away from Lethal Weapon 2. No, unfortunately not. I, I uh, got on a tangent on if you guys check out the uh, What Were We Watching episode, or podcast. Uh, yeah, it comes up a little bit when we're talking about the uh, the golden eyes. But um, yeah, we might have some more talk on that in the future. The man with the golden eyes. Sean Nasty. Oh, I had no idea that Golden Eye was like... A gem or whatever the fuck it was. I assume uh-huh. go- it's a satellite. Whatever, dum dum. I was barely paying attention. Oh, I saw you were riveted. <laughs> you look like Rodan's the Thinker. You know, chin on fist. Well, they were taking intently. notes. I, I had to try and pay. Yeah, attention. they're professionals, as you said. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're semi pros, like Will Ferrell. Yeah, they had like you know intros and outros and things. I just want to like- point out again that you insulted my honor for the last time when you said <laughs> that my television screen was much larger than you were. Expecting. 
expecting. You know that yeah, I, I the underst- way that came out. Yeah, I, I, well, from the uh, from where we started, I understood how that you took that <laughs> as a uh, a veiled um, uh, I don't know, dig, I guess. Right. But um, no, it, it's all just it, it's more uh, personal shame than anything about yourself. Um, I just always assumed you were a a fancy lad, and in thinking about that, I assumed it was um, uh, you Def- had. I would have like a little tiny Sean Bean television. No, 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 no. Just like the, um, I, I assumed everything would be perfect and everything would be like meticulously uh, feng shuied. Um, you should have been there uh, about two months ago hmm. before the great disaster befell my apartment, which I won't talk about. <laughs> right, I've also been out of town for a while. And yeah, then, oh no, certainly understandable. It, it was a little messy when you were there. It was a little messy. I apologize for that. No, no, not at all. I was, I, I was less ashamed of myself in seeing that other people live like I do. Or, you know, I, I won't put you at nasty standards, but uh, I'm going to go, go home and hang myself. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just not te- making this any better. <laughs> text before calling listeners. Thank you. It's been good. <laughs> oh, man, I'm bad. Just remember to text. Jesus, God, man. Jesus, baby, God. Baby, Jesus, Jesus, baby.